Welcome to another episode of Yala. It is day seven. This is our seventh episode in our GE 2020 specific podcast series. Yeah. And I must say that I think this is the least, uh, how you say it? I wouldn't say least excited because I'm excited to talk about a topic, but it's the shittiest I felt since the election started. La. Yeah, because, you know, uh, in in biblical terms, right, on the seventh day, you're supposed to get some rest and everything. Is it? On this seventh day, <laughs> the, you know, the skies have become much more stormy and cloudy and seems like there's a giant storm ahead. La. So you're saying only Christians have <laughs> that? Is it what about the, the oh, Hindus no, and no, the no, Muslims? No, huh? no I'm referring... Huh? I what said, is this? Huh? Just because I said the Bible doesn't mean... Bible's a book. Right? I'm just saying a book. I never no, say a religion. Dude, but that's how, that's how people argue now. Right? You just pick on one thing and you just fucking oh, run yeah. to Mars with it. You never right. say this, that's why you are dead, right? Yeah, that, that, that yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. So we are divided already. You <laughs> are pro-Christian. I'm. You just made like what... I, did I just make a derogatory remark about Christians? Probably, yeah, probably. Right in the PAP's in the PAP's, PAP's uh, perspective, yeah, I said something bad. Highly, like highly, highly, derogatory. highly derogatory. Highly. So, so if you're listening, you can you can kind of guess what we're going to be talking about, la. Yeah. And I mean, right up till a few minutes before this podcast, right, we started recording. At some point, we just like we have to fucking record because the more we read, the more confused I was getting. The more mm. I'm like, what the fuck do I even think anymore, man? What the fuck do I even think? But can we? Uh, because yesterday we spoke about the Raisha Khan topic, but I think since yeah. then there have been quite a uh, few more developments, uh, uh, yeah, I think we, the one that yeah. kick started it was uh, probably a PAP press release that came out about Raisha Khan and Workers' yeah. Party stands on her, right? Yeah. I think, yeah, that, that was... So, uh, we recorded the podcast yesterday morning at about 10-ish a.m. And overnight, from like midnight or, or like late on... What the fuck day is it? Sunday night, was it? Yeah, Sunday night, things started brewing. So, people were already sharing their sentiments. Um, and when the PAP press release came out, which I guess can be the first thing we talk about, right? Mm, yeah, I think it's... Because it, that's... It kickstarted a lot of the the animosity, lah, so to speak. Yeah, including the hashtag uh, I stand with Raisha. Um and yeah, it just it just went I felt downhill from there. Lah. So mm. this was released today say what time? No, but I'm guessing it came out around early afternoon. Because it came out very shortly after our podcast. Yes. Um correct. and just to if you haven't already read it or come across, it is on the official fucking PAP.org.sg website. Mm. It's not that long. Um, should I just quickly yeah, read through it? Please do, please. Okay, so it reads, this is verbatim. Huh? One of the Workers' Party's candidates for Sengkang Jersey, Ms. Raisha Khan, is being investigated for criminal offences, including an offence of promoting enmity before between different groups on grounds of religion or race. The WP Secretary General, Mr. Pritam Singh, said yesterday that his party would review the matter after the general election. Mr. Singh added that Ms. Raisha would, meanwhile, continue with her campaign in Sengkang. So this is where it gets a little, hmm. In fairness to voters... Both in Sengkang and elsewhere, the WP should state its stand on Ms. Raisha's posts since she has admitted to making highly derogatory statements about Chinese and Christians. Why does the WP still consider her worthy of consideration as an MP? This is a serious matter which goes to the fundamental principles on which our country has been built. In the interest of transparency, the WP should ask Ms. Raisha to make public her other posts which were previously public and review those too. This will allow voters to make a clear assessment of her views and her suitability to be elected into parliament. And then, the final fucking line, which I can imagine the typo of this talk, is he or she is dropping the mic. The WP should not ask voters to write it a blank check in Sengkang or anywhere else it contests. Mic drop. <laughs> mic fucking drop. Yeah. So, so. What was your, uh, what was your first impression when you 
when you saw this. Okay, my, my first impression was after we did our podcast where we talked about the Raisha Khan thing. And I mean, I guess you could say we had some slightly unpopular unpopular opinions and mm. to to clarify if, if you haven't listened to that don't just assume that I'm a racism condoner and an anti-racist person I fully support Raisha Khan's capabilities as a candidate and yep. I think what she said what she said there is some truth to it I just feel that for her given her aspirations to run for elections it, it it, it can't be condoned. La. Is it condoned? Condoned is the correct mm, word? Condone, correct, right? Yeah, yeah. Can be yeah, it can't be condoned and while she apologized and while WP's uh, response to it was fucking uh, classy. It there are issues uh, in those tweets la, which mm. I do not agree with. Mm-hmm. So, right. so I guess my starting point after our podcast was like, okay, uh, that that kind of hurts the whole momentum behind WP. But when I saw this fucking press release, right, I'm like, mm. fuck you lah, okay, you PP, you're supposed to. What is this about the clean election? And this is just causing more problems. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean the the first thing that stuck to me was that. I don't remember her admitting to making highly derogatory statements. Because that mm. would have been... If, if she had said that in, in her interview, doorstop, doorstop interview, she did. Uh, I think that would have uh, you know raised a lot more alarm bells. Basically, she apologized for it being insensitive and hurtful to certain people. Yeah. But I don't think she yeah. went to the point of admitting it's highly derogatory. And like Pritam Singh said, uh, she has, she's it's being investigated. She's not been charged. But when you say yeah. someone is, has admitted to making highly derogatory statements, that is like a twisting effect. Ah. So it should, if yeah. anything, it needs to be pofmat. Ah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And like, she, I mean, the first paragraph already including an offense of promo- promoting enmity be- between different groups on grounds of religion or race. And then, yeah, that, and then after that, based on the assumption they make, they then go on to extrapolate saying, oh, why does the WP still consider her worthy? This is a serious matter which goes to so you which goes to the fundamental principles on which our country is built. So you're even making a fucking big assumption, which we have seen them do before, with mm. Tan Wu Ming's stupid article assuming that Pritam Singh was talking about Afian side. Even if he was, he didn't say it. So here they make an assumption, then they fucking run the course with it and question her character and integrity, like, which is fucked up, man. I mean, but at the same time, some people are saying, I mean, we did that with Ivan Lim. You know, we looked at social media postings about him and then after that... Me meaning who? As in general, like, the internet, everything. The internet yeah. looked at Ivan Lim and saw that, you know, he, there were really highly suspect things that he did. Like. And then subsequently, yeah. there were calls for him to step down and eventually he did step down. Like. So, uh, they're saying, is that... Is it really an issue to be asking Workers' Party to really review Raisha Khan's uh, candidacy? So, I guess for me, the difference is that, yeah, the internet brought up cases on Ivan Lim, but this is an official press release from the fucking incumbent. Mm, mm. And it, to me, there's a huge difference because we can talk all, all we want and even we've made speculations and all that, but we are not in a position of power or authority or office. Yeah. And this is where, this is the thing, la, like, you know, they said they wanted a clean election, but now I think Alfian Saad was the one who first uh, uh, gave, gave the analogy of like, okay, uh, are they stooping to this law where... Their comments are indistinguishable from some fucking anonymous profile on Facebook. Cause yeah. you can imagine this, right? Or some, 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 some. Just someone makes a avatar with no face, posting something verbatim, and you will look at it and you're like, oh, this is the shit of the internet, lah. Yeah. But no, it's on PAP's official website. Yeah, I think uh, it's also important to remember that, uh, yeah, their press releases so far, whether about Chi Sun Juan and now Raisha Khan, have been very vindictive, uh, including language like yeah. he cannot change, he will never change. 
And then now about Raisha Khan, like, hardly derogatory statement. So you are inflaming people, you're making, uh, you know, you're casting uh, doubts on people's character and, and using very charged language that I feel, yeah, lah, like, like we can say it, it causes more division between people than anything, lah, right? So then, okay, because... Like, okay, the PAP definitely has no shortage of resources. Like, okay, mm. everyone's working their ass off if you're in a political party. So then, do you think it is completely intentional for them to, to type a press release like this, use domestic abuse as an analogy for Chi mm-hmm. Sun Do you think it's complete? Like, they even when they're typing it, they're like, ooh, this is going to stoke flames, going to divide the fucking country. Do you think it's completely intentional? I think so. I mean, it... These things don't get published without going through several layers of approvals. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Even not, even if someone's very busy, they're doing uh, walkabouts from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. or 10 p.m. every day. Uh, there has to be some, some form of uh, okay. They give an instruction to somebody, and then that somebody gives an instruction to somebody, and so the I think the tone of of these press releases, especially the the point at the point they're about to be released. Somebody definitely has to have had t- taken a look at them. La. These things don't, they're not usually handed to an intern to handle, la, right? Yeah. And somebody fucking, it's a short thing, right? Then mm. they also are one of those websites that, you know, they write the date it's posted and then say it's less than one minute read. But they never include like fucking 24 hours of fucking just pissed offness that it leaves you with. La. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it it ruins scary. your day. Uh, this, yeah, this, right. this read yeah. will take less than a minute, <laughs> but it will piss you off for 24 hours. <laughs> Right. They should put that in there. Is, yeah, isn't that efficient? Yeah, all it takes one minute. Read this and have a shitty rest of the week. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, like I mean, the whole riser come. Okay, so that that that's the immediate response. The the mm. second thing is like, with so many fucking things that are yet to be debated, we hear talks of minimum wage, we hear talks of GST hike. Have we made any progress on that? But no, we're getting sidetracked by this kind of stupid bullshit. Yeah, and when you say sidetracked. I don't think you you mean just the political candidates, lah, but everyone who is involved everyone. in the discussion as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so, but but where it gets actually said, going back to your point uh, about this being completely intentional, which I agree, lah, unfortunately. And to them, it's a brilliant political tool, right? Because if I didn't know enough about, about the issue and I see this and, oh, coming from PAP, there's some credibility there, right? If I read that she has admitted to making highly derogatory statements about Chinese and Christians, oh, fuck. She can't be in our parliament. But that's mm. not really the case, right? And on the flip side, what I find... Okay, so now that kickstarted a lot of people posting on, on Facebook. And okay, I'm, I'm a minority in Singapore. I feel very strongly about discrimination and racism. And I do believe there's racism in Singapore. But when I read some of the posts kind of, you know, the I stand with Raisha posts and yep, kind of yep. saying that she did nothing wrong, I can't wholeheartedly agree, man. And... Just like how PAP is oversimplifying things, yeah. what I've got from speaking to a few people about it mm. who kind of disagree with me, they have not even read the tweets, no? Mm, mm, mm. Correct, correct. Yeah. So, Wait, so you're saying you're, you, are, you talk to people about this Raisha Khan thing, but they haven't even read the yeah. tweets. All they hear is the PAP press release and, and maybe her PAP apology or something. And the fact that it's a nine, another minority speaking about racism and having a police report filed. I see, Because that's all they see. Oh, I and see, then I when see. I ask them... So they are, they are angry them, that there was a police report filed. Yeah, oh, and, and they're, saying, they're saying that she had did nothing wrong. She was speaking up against a problem that actually is there. And a lot of things that I agree with, you know, that it is a problem and people should speak about. Yeah. But when they don't even read the tweets... 
then how are you making an informed argument? Oh, so they didn't you know? even read the original tweets that Raisha can't yeah. read. Oh, okay. Then I think you should shoot them down straight away. Yeah. 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 Doesn't help that some of them I'm very close to. Yeah. <laughs> then I, I'm sure they will turn around and say to you that you have internalized you have internalized the racism no, exactly. in your head. <laughs> exactly. So then in my room, I'm like, am I a racist? Do I not care about minorities? Which is why even when Bertha Hansen, who, I mean, she's a ex-ST journalist and now she's been very vocal for the past few years. With, uh, she was with the middle ground and now she still creates, uh, writes a lot of content and she posted mm. something that kind of echoed like what, what we were saying. And then you get people like Chris, Kristen Han who uh, were commenting on a Facebook post saying that, you know, why should be on the minority to explain herself yet again? Mm. We always hear this thing. Okay, well, I, I, I guess give some context first. Huh? Mm. So Harish is... Uh, He's definitely one of the most woke uh, people I know, like in general. I mean, we work together. We do all these videos, and and we of call the three out Indian people, you know, like. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we call out. I'm gonna I'm gonna ignore that that, that racist comment and put it aside. But we we have done a lot of videos over the years, and Harish has put himself as the front and center to to you know be represent what a minority would feel about things. Uh. so for even you, you can say that he's internalized racism. I'm try, sorry, I'm trying to speak on your behalf as a yeah. yeah but I'm just yeah. trying to say that you can say that he's internalized racism, but you cannot not say that he's an ally of of you know uh, speaking up against uh, even casual racism in Singapore and things like that lah. So so you want to say context? I think it's very important that we put that context there lah. That we're not just speaking out of our asses here in terms of like, we just yeah. read something and get angry. We spent years uh, talking about this. Uh, Harish has put himself in the line of fire, whether with, with you know minorities or even the majority about these issues time and time again. La. So uh, it's and coming from a place a, of, of we, yeah. we do care about this shit, la, right? And, and just to give a real life example, I think a, a couple of episodes ago when we talked about the, the rental issue and someone posting a screenshot of a, a, a conversation with an agent which was racist but had not enough info, we spoke about it. Mm. And someone on our Reddit, who I will still give a lot of credit for for being a very active listener of our podcast um, and very, very thoughtful contributor of comments on Reddit, uh, what I said on the podcast was the screenshot, it felt like, yeah, I, I agreed with Terence's sentiment that there was no indication of what the ethnicity of the agent was um, and just showing a screenshot of a few lines kind of didn't set the context and immediately divided people. Uh. Yep. So that person put a, post on uh, Reddit uh, saying that, okay, you know, as, as Singaporeans, Terrence and I have never had to deal with uh, r- racism during uh, while looking for places and he forwarded and included a bunch of links uh, to articles about rental discrimination, like one of which was um, something written by the co-founder of 99Co who, when looking for apartments with his wife, uh, faced some racial discrimination. La. So it was quite a long post and he there was even a, a quote saying that, you know, what I was asking for in terms of more context is pointless because it has been asked for time again. So, I I mean, I, I appreciate feedback and I never want to just shut people down like um, with a one-line thing. So I wrote a very, I, what I would like to think is a comprehensive post pointing out that we have made co- countless uh, videos on racism that have even been highlighted in international media. I have rented places in Singapore before and I have faced issues like that. And the person in the 99 article question who experienced racism is my ex-sis-in-law. Mm. So, mm. and that's the thing with the internet now, right? Everyone assumes that if they read one line, they immediately form a picture of you, mm. right? Mm. Mm. And it's such a big fucking problem. So, so that's why when I say I feel it, 
if I don't totally buy into the oh I stand with Raisha completely, yeah. I feel I'm gonna be like shat on if I just posted something on Facebook. Like. Yeah, yeah. That's why I, 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 I exactly I saw parallels with with that discussion about rental discrimination, and here mm-hmm. lah, in that people uh, again they didn't even know the ethnicity of the agent or the person who was renting out the house, and they assumed that oh it must be Chinese, so Chinese privilege and everything. When we when yeah. it wasn't stated, and same here where the ethnicity of the person who reported the whole Raisha Khan thing, you know, turns out it wasn't Chinese either. But again, words like fragility, Chinese fragility and privilege <laughs> were thrown <laughs> out. Then I'm like, it's the same thing. It's basically, you are making an assumption about uh, someone's race and everything as much as the other way around and things like that. Lah. So yeah. I, I don't think that helps the conversation. And, and uh, yeah, lah, a lot of people are writing a lot of things and pointing out that context is very important. Without just understanding that, uh, yeah, like 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 what you said, you are assuming that we people commenting don't know the context, but actually maybe like someone like Harish, he knows the context much, maybe even more than than most people. But you assume that he doesn't know because just because he's he doesn't agree with you, right? But yeah, but but I guess and I guess there would be an argument that hopefully could be constructive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is where the PAP just fucks things up, lah. Yeah. Because. If people are making judgments that I feel are unfair and yeah, we want to call them out, yeah, that's one thing. But to fucking do the exact same thing as yeah. the people in power is messed up, lah. Yeah, you you mean that to 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 be to be to making make these assumptions? Uh, okay, casting you know, aspersions extra- on her character and and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so then, then then I'm like, wow, fuck, yeah. It's like we're trying to to kind of have conversations here, and then um, fucking just incumbent with all the power, with all the resources, come and do this. Then wallow it. That's why I think people are feeling a certain wariness mm. and like, what the hell has the election become, man? Yeah. And then, and then, uh, probably also just moving on from the press release is that after that press release yeah. is filed, <clears throat> sorry, a lot of people started reporting, <clears throat> reporting smaller. Sorry, not smaller. Reporting other incidents to the police. Uh, sorry, mm. let me clear my throat. Well, can you can you explain <laughs> why? <laughs> Why all the Chinese privilege yeah. clogging your clogging, your yeah. breathing clogging, your, yeah. your airways? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's just <laughs> so I just I just spewed too much like yeah. like racial stuff. You're like, oh, I can't take yeah, this. I can't take, I can't take this. this. I'm <laughs> gagging. But uh, no, no. So, like, for example, I mean, uh, Hing Swee Kiet's comment about non-Chinese PM. Someone ended up reporting mm. reporting that to the police, saying that it makes them feel uh, hurt or offended. And then uh, also mm. other things that, that apparently members of parliament and ministers have said before that also offended them. And someone even reported the PAP press release to the police <laughs> saying that it hurts my feelings because it's, it's, uh, like, like it, it's saying something untrue about highly derogatory statements that, were not, that were, they don't think were made. And then so it offends me and everything. Lah. So we've gone into yeah. this cycle of like everyone reporting each other. And then there was someone on Instagram who was getting a lot of traction for making a video of himself reporting uh, for some comments uh, that she said in response to her story so far, which have kind of really gone against Raisha and mm. saying that, yeah, she's a toxic woman and she did label Raisha as toxic and that she shouldn't be in parliament, which is something mm. I totally disagree with. Mm. But this guy, uh, I think his Instagram is uh, Biggie Wiggy, yeah. Biggie Wiggy. Yeah. Um, who recorded himself filing a police report against Yashwe. I think that's gotten a lot of traction. And then he filed an, another video of him trying to call the police on uh, other, uh, what he, he sees as things that are liable for sedition or compromising racial harmony. Specifically, so, uh, yeah. specifically 298 
uh, A of the penal code, la, right? Where yeah, it's, yeah, correct. Uh, any any uh, harm? I, I, I'm not reading it verbatim, la, but... Uh, uh, I have it in front okay, of me. Okay, so, yeah, what, so what is basically, yeah, Whoever, by words either spoken or written or by signs or by visible representations or otherwise knowingly promotes or attempts to promote on grounds of religion or race disharmony or feelings of enmity, hatred or ill will between different religious or racial groups or commits any act which he knows is prejudicial uh, to the maintenance of harmony between different religious or racial groups and which disturbs or is likely to disturb the public tranquility. Oh, I'm fucking reading that already put me to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't have to be that complicated. But anyway, yeah, it shall be punished with imprisonment imprisonment for a term which may extend to three years or with fine or with both. So so essentially, yeah. it's a, it's a, you hurt me law, la, right? It's a, you hurt me so I report you to police law. Right. Wow, that's a, you're opening up a can of worms. <laughs> yeah, you're doing a you're doing a nest daily, man. No, but, but essentially essentially that's what that's what um people are using it for, right? I feel hurt, yeah. so I'm gonna report you or me to the or you or this item to the police, right? Yeah. So so yeah. it's been weaponized that way where the moment you feel a feeling of hurt and you feel that your race or religion or what is being yeah. uh, spoken up against, you report it to police lah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that that's the the madness that we're descending into, where everyone's reporting everyone, uh, yeah, and even being <laughs> proud of it. I saw I, I was quoting Harish before this podcast, saying that you see lah, you jumping to the Takashimaya fountain has started this trend of like of like uh, Indian guys on social media like doing pulling stunts to get famous. Uh. Of course, <laughs> of course, Harish. Ah, see now now you're extrapolating it. that he's doing it only for the fame. <laughs> ah yeah, ah yeah, PAP only, like PAP like that. But yeah, I mean, it's true. Like, I think there was a professor, Professor Ben Leong, who mm. wrote basically just saying that, to quote, we are staring into the looming crisis of the century and yet we have allowed this GE to be hijacked by frivolous issues like Ivan Gate, 10 million population, NCMP, handling of COVID-19, POFMA, and now Raisha Gate. So of course, him saying frivolous, it's a bit of a loaded word. Mm. But he his whole article was about how, yeah, there's a fuck ton of problems um, and that we haven't discussed yet. And he's a associate professor. He's studied at MIT and like, without going through the detail of like, oh, you know, whether it's a real MIT or fake MIT, like what Calvin Chang did for, to James Lim. He's a, he's a smart guy. Like, and he wrote this article and he had to go to, someone reported it, he had to go to police station. Yeah, yeah. He had reported to the police. La. So, what the fuck? That's the madness that we live in now. Where I mean, maybe someone listens to this podcast and also feels that it, it promotes, uh, I don't know, hatred yeah. between groups. They might report it to police. La. That's the sad yeah, truth. Yeah, then, then we'll do a podcast while on the way to the police station <laughs> uh, and just walk you guys through what the hell is going on. Yeah. But yeah, it's really like... So, okay, do you have an issue then with people doing this? Or do you see it's just a meaningless stunt? Yeah, of course, of course I have an issue. I have an issue that that uh, yeah, la, police reports are being weaponized against uh, normal citizens. La. Uh, and maybe fundamentally, it starts with the law being so vague and open and open to imp- interpretation. So that's why I, I, mm. I maybe I too casually dismissed it as a I'm hurt law. La. Basically, when someone says I'm hurt because of your comment, and then they can report it to law. And I think this was debated uh, before and, and many, this Maintenance of Religious Harmony Act. So... I, I can understand the context in which it was it was set up and all, but now in the days of social media, like, you know, it's it's so easy to say like, you know, this comment hurts me and then after that report it to police lah. And that's what yeah. happened with Raisha, uh, Raisha. and then uh, yeah. it seems to have opened the floodgates so where people see it as the only way to speak up against this police report this 
this random police reporting is to go and use the weapon against itself lah. You know, yeah. go and make a so, frivolous, yeah. so-called frivolous police report also lah. So on that note, I actually have no issue with people doing that, no? Mm, why, yeah? Yeah. Because to me, it's such a ridiculous precedent that has been set by, um, has been kind of encouraged by what I feel the yeah. government is, like the fact that you can sue a citizen, yeah. the fact that you can, the prime minister can sue a citizen and take him to court, the fact that anytime there's a police report against something that feels like, okay, it's going against the grain a bit, it's highlighted and the people behind it are victimized and character assassinated like in this case mm-hmm. so to me it's like rather than than go on the street uh, protest and do looting this to me is a form of protest yeah. and I really hope there are no casualties that suffer from not being able to get help from police but to me I'm totally fine with with people doing this man no but that, that's why I think we're on the same page huh? we don't like we don't like the act lah, right? we don't like yeah. the act of using police in the first place but that's why I feel yeah. like if you want to support Raisha Khan now right maybe the best way is to actually donate money to a legal fund for her because if she gets charged or anything, she's going to need to pay for lawyers and everything. Uh, whereas if you go and file a police report against Heng Sui Kiet, more likely than not, it's not nothing's going to come out of that. Lah. They're going to investigate and say that, that was, it was not anything. It was frivolous. But the thing oh. is, Raisha Khan, is, they said they are going to investigate. They, they might you know, end up charging her. So if anything, donate money to her legal defense. Lah. Uh, I think I don't think sending in a police report against someone else is going to do that much. Other than, okay, it's a pro- mm. form of protest, yes, but uh, it will not help Raisha Khan directly like, if you want to really help her. Yeah. So I would say, okay, so I mean, there's also no one way to help, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, okay, there's also a peti- petition someone started that's called Let Raisha Khan Campaign in Peace Conduct Any Investigations After the Elections. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know how she's being impacted by the by the investigation. I'm sure she's definitely being impacted. And I think it is a law that if you're being investigated, you can't post anything, right? Which mm. we've seen PAP ministers in the past violate. I cannot remember who exactly, but they have violated uh, cooling day um, postings. And and I think even recently, either Tan Chuan Jin or something. Ong, someone, Ong Yi Kung uh, posted something that uh, where he featured an underaged uh, boy yeah, in correct, a correct. video. I mean, that sounds... More sinister than this. <laughs> yeah, but basically, they interview with an underage boy. They interview with an underage boy. But basically, <laughs> under, yeah, young, they, you should not be in, involving minors in your political campaigning videos. La. That's, that's what they're saying. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, the, the, it was it became a, such a small deal. So I can imagine Raisha Khan is really hampered by this. La. So, mm. so I mean, like I think, yeah, help with, with uh, the whatever in, in a way, but it just feels like the Unfortunately, I don't know how that will happen because mm. I think right now there's a lot of people are pissed off in Singapore right, yeah, in yeah, many yeah. ways. Um, and at, 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 on one hand, I can't blame them for voicing out their, their, their thoughts or angst against what is a problem. Yeah. But I just feel like it's oh, fuck, so many things without context. I mean, even if you look at Raisha Khan's tweets about the, the comparison between the uh, mosque leaders versus the church leaders, right? Yeah. I've seen people argue that when she made that tweet, the results of the case were not conclusive yet. Mm, so, mm. it was almost apple to apple. But if you look at it into the legal aspects, they are two very different cases. Yeah. Um, one, the, the, the mosque leader broke into the mosque, I think, um, like a, a number of times. And even though he stole much less than what the church leaders were, the city of church leaders were deemed to steal, um, there was a difference because he kind of broke in, stole, versus um, the almost embezzlement where the city of church leaders were doing it I mean, it was money given to them and then they embezzled it. So, mm. like, just legally, it's two very different cases. And for her to kind of compare it like that, even when the results weren't out, 
Yeah, I mean, there is, there's, it's kind of echoes the problem that we said, like, where people are just simplifying things a little yeah. too much. Plus, plus the fact that Shanmugam, the Minister of Law himself, saw that there was a loophole in the city. Uh, he's Due to the City Harvest case, he saw there was a loophole in the law and they set out yeah. to change the, to close that loophole. Uh, you know, about whether Kong Hee and all that can be considered a professional agent of, of the money mm. that they own. So, there was action taken, yes, but at the, at the same time, the judiciary, which is the judges, all that, is not in their place to change the law. They only can basically, uh, they only can basically uphold the law and then execute based on that, la. Uh, Yeah. But Shamugam saw there was a hole and did something, la. And even same for what she was commenting in May when she tweeted about the you know rich Chinese. I think she commented about the disparity in minorities. how minorities are treated, uh, during in regards to social distancing versus like uh, Caucasians, uh. I mean, the Caucasians got jailed, got fined, uh, and they are, and they got the work passes revoked. Did they get jailed? I can't remember. They got jailed. I, I, uh, no, I think six got their work passes revoked. Yeah, but, I don't think they. Yeah, but yeah. so they got their work passes revoked, uh, as everyone. So if anything, there was it was fair, la, Right, it was fair compared to the cases prior. So, uh, her tweet seems, if anything, if, if, at the very least, you would say it's outdated and it's not. Is not up to date with like the latest developments in the case, lah. So to 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 yeah. like just blanket throw your support behind what she said as correct and everything. I think also you need to really give credit where credit is due as well, lah. Whether it's to the and minister like, of law yeah. or to or to our law enforcement agencies and and the judiciary too, lah. And and like I think you can still disagree whatever we're saying, but if you do disagree. Uh, I really hope that you have looked at the case in, in detail, looked at the tweets, looked at the commentary and tried to make an informed decision. Like. And yeah. I think, I just wish there's there's more of that happening because on every side, like some of Kelvin Chang's Facebook posts also are fucking annoying. Like, yeah. Where he just talks about, oh, because uh, when Black Lives Matter started, there was a Brown Lives Matter in Singapore. Because there were statues torn down in America, there were calls for Singapore to be torn down. We cannot... Uh, have candidates who are too westernized. I'm like, what the fuck? Like yeah. Then like, if you yeah, if we don't want to adopt western western values or western stuff, then we Singapore will be a very different country, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the 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 clearest example to me is one thing that we definitely imported from the west because it was in British law is three seven seven A. Yeah, that is directly mm. imported from from colonial era. So why are you importing that western value and then after that? You know, complain. But anyway, that's that's a whole like big yeah, issue right. also. But <laughs> I feel you're yeah. digging a hole for I yourself. Hole. But, but at the same time, at the same <laughs> time, I think what we're saying is that uh, sweet, general sweeping statements about why you know for both sides doesn't help the debate at all, lah, Right? And and if people yeah. are not reading whether going into a tweets or reading deeper into what she says or or, or, or and things like that, it, it can. Yeah, like it's the cause for more division between people. Yeah. So so how to solve it, Terrence? How? Uh, oh, okay, on that fucking note, right? Yeah. Okay, there was one tweet I saw that uh okay, so there was a tweet by I guess I can say the handle, like, right? I mean it's public. It's public, yeah. Or maybe okay, I won't I won't even say it. But the tweet was uh Singapore influencers all keep quiet about standing up for Raisha Khan. C B la you all when it comes to BLM movement and OLG misogynistic comments, you all hoo-ha here and there. Come on, uh, make some noise, uh, bloody hell. <laughs> and then that got like 2K retweets, 1.9K likes. And then you get more comments saying that um, it's fucked up how they think they have the right to comment on racism in other countries but look the other way to those marginalized and discriminated right in front of them. They say local racism 
Um, okay, I mean, in all honesty, SG influencers are completely useless unless it benefits them. The only person speaking out is Pretty Please, which is true, and kudos to her for that. Um, but to just say that, okay, the only person is Pretty Please, what about the rest? Why? What? Is it because you're Chinese and not underprivileged? That's why you can't be bothered standing up for a brown woman? Wow. <laughs> so I would still, even though we haven't been uploading much on Facebook and YouTube, um, I would still consider ourselves like as an influencer, right? Mm. And just because people don't see something doesn't mean it's not there. Okay, yep. and this is an example of how, on the anti PAP side or against PAP side, which I think I also agree with many of the sentiments, you just kind of like why you must say these things, things like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, just assume that all China, all influencers are Chinese, yeah, and all influence, all Chinese people are not uh, underprivileged. So I see that I'm like, watch you by every all the angles I hit, I had to speak up against the establishment. I see this, I'm like, hello. Are you really helping the thing? Does and it, she's getting quite a lot of traction, does, she or he. Does it deflate your sales slightly uh, in terms of, you know, wanting to speak up against things like racism when you see things like that? La? Does it deflate us? I mean, I'm asking you because as a, you know, as a minority, you know, I can't, ex- I can't I pretend mean, to have lived to, to understand your shoes and everything. La. Yeah, nice safe, nice safe. No, no, no. <laughs> because for me, for me, I will tell you honestly, okay, yeah, this context, yeah. for, honestly, for me, I thought, you know, yeah, I'm an ally of the whole movement and everything. Until one day, I posted something about an ex- racist experience I experienced in the US. And somebody... Oh, you kind of yes, I kind of flamed by somebody I tangentially know saying that, oh, ha, 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 you, well, now you finally understand what it's like to be minority and everything. And it's funny how Chinese people only need, must go overseas, then they understand this. And that honestly deflated the sales a bit. I was like, hmm, okay. If that's... If I ha- I just saying one small thing only, merely yeah. people say discredit my entire my entire opinion just because of the color of my skin or what they don't know yeah. what extent to what I didn't mention to what extent that racism was like it was literally physical violence for example right you yeah, know yeah. Uh, they really dis- just discredit you and then they say that you like it's you don't understand so, this at all la. so it did deflate so, my sales that way la. so I'm wondering whether for so, you yeah. you feel that you feel that as well la. so I would say and I don't know whether you agree with this it deflates my sales. My, to post like a short excerpt on Facebook or post something on Twitter because I feel it would never give the point due justice even if people are out to correct me. La. Which is why actually on Facebook, I guess for an influencer, I'm fucking quiet mm. because I always feel like if I post something, okay, then it's almost like too long a ping pong. Like, okay, I post something, people don't disagree with it. It, it goes to comments but then the people who read the most recent comments won't read the outer, uh, later comments and it just becomes like, how is this constructive? Mm. How the fuck is this? Be-? Which is why I'm very appreciative of our podcast and the community that contributes to the discussions like, because yeah. at least, and for a lot of things, as much as we are on the same page for a lot of things, we're also not on the same page for a lot of things yeah. and we still have a civil uh, discourse and we still don't feel like killing each other yeah. and I've learned so much from this and I mean, maybe it's something for us to think about also, like how we can, which maybe we should organize like like death matches where we bring in like Kelvin <laughs> Cheng and Pretty Please and we moderate the discussion, yeah. la, you know? Oh, you mean talking? I thought you, you meant just like like white collar boxing, la. literally just let them box it oh, yeah. <laughs> That would be fucking dope, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be dope. Just and then, don't like, need to talk yeah, so much, can... just settle, just fight, just fight. <laughs> <laughs> don't need to exactly. talk so much. No, then you know how like, Whenever it always boggles my mind whenever you see these UFC fights and there's so much tension then after the fight they're like hugging okay, and yeah, all yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah. we do that when they're so tired we like, ask them huh do you think Singapore's racist or huh? they'll be like no no yeah. okay I love I love Indian people then get the Indian person to hug yeah, yeah. fucking that'll be the actually, best solution actually that's a damn good point is that after they go through that that, that war yeah. together literally like you know fight and everything 
Then after that, they yeah. become friends. They respect each other, you know, even more. Yeah, that's right. It's true, <laughs> it's true. I think we should have a, a Royal Rumble, like the CMIO Rumble, where we get representatives for each community, make them fight for like 10 hours, and then realize that at the end of the day, they're all human, they're all fucking tired, and yeah. they're all in this together. Like. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, right now, the Royal Rumble feels like this general election <laughs> where the people in the different corners have different supplements and nourishments and trainers, and some people don't even have a fucking corner. Yeah. You know, they get pushed out with, with like, some stupid pofmas and shit, which I guess is going to be the next topic. Is it going to be the next topic we're talking about uh, you mean the chaplang topics uh? is it yeah is yeah, it? Yeah. yeah I think I think we are going to touch a bit on Pofma so, yeah yeah. so so I guess right now I guess the situation is just okay and one thing also right we for anyone who's been on social media for the past few years how similar is this to the instance of Shrey and his Our Boys to Men uh, audition which for a week after that I felt Singapore was fucking divided mm. then last week last year was it with Pretty Please and Subhas I felt Singapore was fucking divided and now honestly I don't feel any difference yeah. and I think people are digging their heels even even more like, so so yeah I I it's just very disappointing and disheartening and this that's what deflates my sales like, that people yeah. still can't find a way to share their thoughts with context and all that and even if it means asking minorities who accuse uh, who are uh, not say accuse who point out discrimination if you just say that oh because it exists I don't need to provide context I really think that's not helping the situation la. yeah correct and I, I think if I remember correctly the, the reason why we this podcast we started to do this format of really spending like 40 minutes talking about one topic is that I think the first time was we were talking about doing something about POFMA and we were like we couldn't agree on like the approach to it because to us it was a very complex issue that we couldn't it was hard to just squeeze in a two to three minute YouTube video la. and that's when we mm. thought okay let's 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 try talking about it for an extended period which is what we also hope that uh, the podcast if you are listening to this as well that you also uh, help to do with your with your your circles la. you are you are probably influential within your f- circle of friends or family as well. And and ra- if you ever hear like people making sweeping statements or things, you know, we hope that you also learn that, hey, you know, it's a lot of things are a lot more nuanced and, and require a lot more discussion before you can come to a real conclusion about it. La. And, yeah, and and you encourage people to yeah. do so long, go and read the tweets, go and, you know, read the manifestos, things like that. La. Yeah, and I think my girlfriend told me that her sister listened to our podcast and her, halfway through her sister kind of told my girlfriend that she's confused because she didn't know what our stand was. Which to me was actually a nice thing to hear because most of the time we don't take a firm stand on something. Mm. The point of this whole thing is like what Terence said, to just kind of bounce thoughts uh, on each other's heads and just come to, or maybe help each uh, each of us find some way to resolve this, mm-hmm. even if it comes after the podcast. And hopefully it does the same for, for you guys listening. Uh. Or maybe it just makes you laugh, which is also good. Yeah. Which is also good. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. So, so, I, so that was a wow. Fuck, felt like we just went for like a long run, yeah. No, but I I think it's important to to reflect what how we're feeling now. So because I think in the first few days of the election, everyone was very, you know, charged yeah. up, and then there were a lot of funny moments. But there were also like like you know people like hey yeah you know this manifesto interesting I want to hear more I want to hear more. But now and it's like James, yeah, yeah. Now it's nothing. Yeah, it's nothing about that already. I I feel like if we've gone this down down this road where it's like okay let's just dig out as much dirt about each other as we can already lah. And it's just taken a yeah. very dark turn now, this, this election. Yeah, and then now, even for me, right, personally, I'm thinking, you know what? I hope Hings Yuki loses. No, is it? But is that, yeah, is that really um, uh, an informed decision? Because, and I'm trying to correct that, because right now, it's so emotional, and mm. I think everyone is emotional. Mm. And, fuck, if that affects the vote, Singapore is not going to benefit, you know? Yeah. And, and that's where I feel PAP is being super irresponsible by stoking the fire mm. and getting people charged up. Um, 
and instead of trying to argue or bring up the points that need to be discussed like which the workers party themselves can't do mm. because they're getting bogged down with shit like this and the pofma which we are going to talk about next yeah right so yeah so what yeah but basically our yeah. chaplang topics at least the one that i caught my attention the last couple of days is that uh, i think uh, we professor paul tambaya from uh, from the singapore democratic party made a few quite a quite a few comments about uh, how covid-19 was handled uh in by the Ministry of Manpower and Ministry of Health, uh, and how how because of the fact that Ministry of Manpower was uh was what do you call it uh, representing a lot of the the issue, the press uh, releases and, and communicates with the with the employers of foreign domestic uh foreign worker dormitories, it caused mm. quite a number of issues la. So I think he, what he was stating was that medical officers. Uh, trained medical practitioners need to be at the forefront of fighting COVID and not politicians. In essence, la, if I w- would summarize yeah. what Paul Tambia was saying. And so after that, after he made that video or he made that, said the, that in the, uh, in, uh, interview with the online citizen, like a whole range of, like a rain of POFMA declarations started raining <laughs> down overnight, la, basically. <laughs> You know, the online season got Pofmart. Even CNA got Pofmart for reporting what he said, and all these other Facebook uh, pages got Pofmart for, for what he said like, And I, it just felt very, um, yeah. I mean, he is an infectious diseases expert, and yeah, and he's... Uh, he, so he's someone <laughs> legit like, And it just made yeah, it made uh, just very quickly. I mean, I, I if you read a little bit in the Pofmart, it also feels very uh, is it really Pofmart worthy and everything. But it just made me feel sad that you know we have an infectious diseases expert in our midst in Singapore who's vouched for by the medical community and everything, but you know essentially he's being uh, his view is being shot down and 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 claimed as a falsehood uh, because of politics uh, which is the saddest part of things uh. it really means that yeah, we are probably uh, excluding a lot of talented people from our talent pool as well because of uh, politics in this way like, especially now in this yeah. COVID COVID election uh, we, we can't even it, really hear what he wants to say also la. and it's just made worse by the fact that on the other side they are issuing fucking press releases with clear assumptions and and um, how you say uh, extrapolations of things that are not really factual uh. mm. and, which is ironic right because their their uh, POFMA website meant for the masses is called factually yeah fucking factually can you fucking just like isn't that that one saying that I don't well, I don't think it was a politician a PAP politician who said but remember the opposition party who said if there's one finger pointing at you there are three fingers pointing back at you yeah yeah right? correct correct I think in the last election and I mean honestly like the fact that even Lawrence Wong has chimed in and kind of echoed the sentiment that yeah what, all, what Dr. Tambia said is false makes me lose a bit of like respect that I, I had kind of grown to give him over the course of COVID mm. I mean, I mean Which, it, it, he could be but Lawrence Wong could have been Correct, right? Maybe it is really not true. But the fact that Pofma had to jump in to, you know, to take a side in this debate it just yeah, kind of made correct. me feel like, hey, it's like the, this instrument that is supposed to protect citizens from falsehoods is now being used to to uh, arbitrate uh, political discussions about things. No, uh. but, but, but that's my point. The reason I said that is because now when everyone's emotional, including myself, yeah. to me, I'm not, I'm just thinking, fuck, Lawrence Fuong is part of the problem. You know mm-hmm. what? I don't like him anymore. Which I'm trying to correct, but I can imagine a lot of people are feeling the same way. Like the fact, and now I'm also seeing people saying that, you know, in a system like this where you have good politicians like Tarman, mm. him not speaking up is part of the problem. So even, I don't know, maybe in some people's views, the 
previously untouchable Tarman is also dwindling in terms of popularity like, because yeah. everything you see now is just PAP. Yeah. Right? So I mean, I guess what and you're saying is that, that like Lawrence Wong, actually he had a lot of, uh, he did a lot of good things throughout the whole COVID situation, uh, right? Yeah, or at least his image yeah, also his improved. Image, yeah. uh, you know? But it's just that now, yeah, your his legitimacy and everything is being taken away because Pofma is just used to silence anyone who says something different from him, uh, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so, so I feel I it's mean, also a waste because it's a... I think Lawrence Wong has has carried himself quite well in the past few months, and and if if people if his if his image is d- diminished because of the, the rampant use of Pofma, like that uh, it's not a good thing, lah, right? For PAP. Yeah. So this way, I don't know. I mean, it seems like people are getting more divided, and you're getting people going towards the opposition because they're like, you know what? Fuck this, lah. The PAP. We need to teach them a lesson. On the other end, the PAP supporters are like, you know what? The opposition is full of people who make derogatory comments against Christians. The Chinese cannot vote for them. So it might be the case that they are more of the latter than the former. But what well, fuck? But that means by the end of this, people will be more pissed off at the government than ever, lah. Mm-hmm. And um, right, ultimately, so conversation. I mean, debate and conversation gets stifled, lah. Right. Yeah, and you can imagine people like Chan Jun saying behind closed doors, she's like, yeah, people don't like us, but th- but those who don't like us, they're idiots. La. All they need to do is follow what we do. And it just feels like, oh my God, man, oh my God. Especially like what we say, we're saying, you know, when we see Tan Ching Bok, an 80-year-old guy standing up for a contest, you're like, oh fuck, this guy really cares. When you see like James Muslim, this young guy who's articulate, eloquent, uh, and smart, coming, they were, they were, yeah, like what you said, there was a general optimism. You're like, oh shit, the future of Singapore is bright. Mm. Now it's like, wow, it uh, Opposition just being clamped down by Pofma and even CNA fucking kana. I don't know whether CNA is just like okay, just thrown it in to make it seem like we're not just targeting individuals. Yeah. yeah. Because online citizen new narrative, they are very left leaning, la, right? Mm. And CNA also amongst mainstream media, I think they are they seem to be more objective. So they also fucking kana. But by every account and you mentioned also before the podcast that people are coming out to vouch for for Dr. Tambia, right? Yeah, yeah. I think people in the medical field uh, are coming out to say that yeah, like, he is a he is very respected and and a very uh you know he's completely lucid lah. He's not he's not like a crazy lefty lefty or anything. Yeah, la. he's Tarman two point <laughs> He's Tarman two point oh. No, no, please. I thought, thought Jameis was the Tarman two point No, I'm saying Tarman two in the sense that I mean uh visually la, oh, like He's also you're playing your identity. He's also Indian. Playing, you're identity, playing identity politics. Yeah, again. dude. PAP <laughs> won't play. We play also ah. Huh? We play. Well, yeah. play polit- uh, identity politics also yeah, yeah. So but we are not running for a co- for a candidacy la, right? true, la, true. Yeah. yeah so yeah, that so, was one chapalang topic la, that, that, that also made me feel like wow this election has taken a dark turn la. yeah yes yeah and I mean with regards to another chapalang topic I <laughs> the, the I, don't, I can't classify this as a complete chapalang topic but now Charles Yeo fuck I, I like him <laughs> the reform party why, why all of a sudden because I just saw some comments about how like really it was a last minute thing. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fucking put it, and yet he still, you know, he still stood up to it. Which to me also, wow, this guy. Wait, can you give some context you know, again? Charles Yeo was the guy who gave the Chinese speech during Reform Party's constituency political broadcast for Amokyo GRC, la. And uh, yeah. out of five, <laughs> out of five RP candidates, only two showed up, and so they, the two of, between the two of them, they delivered uh, speeches in three languages: English, Malay, and Mandarin. And Charles Yeo basically became famous overnight because his Mandarin speech was like beautiful, beautiful. 
<laughs> yeah, and I mean, so this is from an Asian one article that I think came out yesterday, and apparently, like, he revealed he only had 15 to 20 minutes to prepare for the Mandarin speech. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there were several Chinese characters that he was unfamiliar with in the script, which was prepared by the absent Soul, which I guess yeah. uh, Darren So, who couldn't make it to the broadcast. I'm not so sure why. Yeah. Um, but I know Kenneth Jayaratnam, the Secretary General, was under stay home notice, and it was deemed that he couldn't do it from home, which again yeah. is a fucking stupid thing. But that's a whole th- topic or another discussion. But one line that Charles Shu I read, I was like, wow, this guy. He literally said, as a candidate for his election, it is my duty to deliver the speech, even if my Mandarin is poor. <laughs> <laughs> to go up on national TV and no fuck. If someone asked me to deliver a speech in Malay, right? Yeah, it took me about twelve years. I can read it, but I'll be nervous as fuck, especially when it's so clear that if you say anything wrong now, you will become a meme, you become a joke, and it will carry you, carry stay with you for life. And for him, he still stepped up. Yeah. How can you not like this guy? Man? This guy. How can you not like this I guy? I think Charles Hughes are being that we don't deserve. Uh, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, he really. He ha- he, I mean, he got the spirit of the Abeng when he just walked on stage, leaned one side, and when he sat down, <laughs> and then just fucking just deliver a speech that he didn't even prepare for. <laughs> wow. Like how honestly, touch your heart. How many of you out there, right? <laughs> given the grand scheme of things, where everyone is watching you and ready to make fun of you, right? You will still step up like him, no? Yeah. Fuck, I want this guy in parliament, man. Can you imagine? Like he goes in, he never received the notes. They're like, hey, we talking about this <laughs> tonight? You just you just think of something. He's like, can can no problem, fucking yeah. do it, man. It is my duty to deliver my points even if I don't understand the issue or I haven't given been given the context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Charles Yo, man. Charles Yo. I mean what I would love to see happen is maybe in the next election, uh one of the more reputable parties maybe, you know, picks up on his passion. La. You imagine Charles Yo becomes a PAP candidate. La. What kind of like what the coming together, how fantastic would that be, right? No, I tell you he should <laughs> join WP. <laughs> Because that's the thing, right? They didn't have someone who could uh, uh, stand in the Mandarin. You uh, <laughs> <laughs> said Charles Yo, man. Come on, WP. Immediately, like, fucking people will just be like, yo, this guy this guy has heart, man. This guy has heart. Wow. That'll be like, the, the next general election, that'll be the dream team. Uh. Nicosia, <laughs> Charles Yo. I, I mean, if Jameis, if they don't get into parliament, uh, I'm saying, if they don't get elected this time, we form the dream, we should form the loser dream team for the next election, uh, right? That'll be, that'll yeah. be, maybe be not maybe not loser la. Oh, loser yeah. a bit, a bit okay, harsh okay. Best, yeah. fuck la, a bit harsh best, uh, best, best non-winners best, best non-winner. non-winners <laughs> non-winner. <laughs> then you can imagine you can imagine him and Jameis come as a tech team uh. Jameis says like fucking big words you know like universal basic income and then you just turn to Charles Joe okay now translate for <laughs> for the masses and he just <laughs> yeah 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 oh wow. fucking dope la, Charles Joe Charles Joe you the man Charles Joe yeah but over there, he, yeah. he's provided to him for trying, provided a lot yeah. of smiles, and in fact, he's doing it now. He's providing us smiles in this very dark moment during yeah, this and he's election. showing he's kind of showing what what I wish the election would be about, like, about people who really fucking care. Because if someone cares, right, if they're not as informed because of lack of resources, it still feels like okay, if they're given the resources, they will care. And right now, this whole fucking election is just about on the surface, not talking about the stuff we need to talk about. People are getting emotionally charged. And ultimately, that's going to affect the vote. La. So we have no idea what the fuck is going to happen. I think it'll still be exciting, but can you imagine if like fucking just PAP sweeps everything? Oh my God. Oh my God. Please, please guys, think about your vote, okay? Um, just think about who you're voting for, why you want to vote for uh, for that person. And just as much as I say the argument, oh, you know, for alternative voice for opposition is not the strongest, I do believe that it is a very strong reason to, ha- to vote for opposition. Mm-hmm. I mean... Uh yeah, I won't go mm. so far as to, to tell people that you must vote this way or the other, but hopefully you've mm. come to your own assessment of how Correct. to how yes. to assess 
the candidates, firstly the candidates in your area or the party and basically the philosophy behind your decision. Uh. I think that's important yeah. to understand why. Like then you, when someone says, hey, why are you so stupid? You go and vote for that thing. Then you can very clearly articulate why. I think that's that's what we're trying to uh, arrive yeah, to correct, here. Correct. Right? Yeah. 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 Don't just vote don't just vote for the opposition because Harish said so. it's cool. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> you are influencing young minds, are you? I'm influencing. Yeah, yeah. I am influencing. God damn, man. This feels exactly like how it was when we finished recording the podcast on the whole Pretty Please Subash uh, Nae bit, yeah. issue, I think, last year. A bit, a bit. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, that w- I, at least Charles Yeo brought us some some smiles. Mm. So, thank you, Charles Yeo, yeah. for lightening us just like your rip RP yellow shirt brightens up any room you walk in. Yeah, correct, correct. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. So, so yeah. <laughs> so, that's our chaplang topics for oh, wait, today. Yeah. So. so, let me just see whether Reddit, there was anything that uh, I wanted to... I mean, we have covered some uh, of the stuff, tre- like the Xiaxue, Biggie Biggie, uh, IG story, you know. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah. And uh, oh, Most of those came up on our Reddit. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. And today, I went on a Reddit, like, like just fucking um, uh, train... Yeah. Express train and just reply as many comments as I could. I think someone asked cool. who who are the MVP anti heroes of G twenty twenty. I think we just even spoke about one of them as well. Okay, so, so that's where I'm I'm confused. Like, what isn't anti hero a bad thing? Shouldn't it be unsung hero? Uh, anti hero is like un- un- not a hero lah. Yeah la, yeah la. But unsung heroes means that the person is doing good. But anti hero a uh, anti hero might not be actually doing oh. good. You see. It's just, oh. but it might not be explicitly a bad person. It's just someone that no one can get behind as a hero or so. La. So they, they call them like sort of anti-heroes. Like you wouldn't think so, of this person being a do-gooder, but he's, he's very popular, la, you know. According to uh, vocabulary.com, yeah. an anti-hero is the main character of a story, but one who doesn't act like a typical hero. Anti-heroes are often a little villainous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. Okay, la, okay. Yeah. La. So so then I get, so pardon, pardon my my just clarification oh is it yeah. now I feel like a douchebag condescending douchebag like oh <laughs> I think you mean unsung hero <laughs> but god damn uh, yeah I mean uh, cool. just just it's cool to see that there are 100 over comments on ideas to talk about on Yala but uh, so yeah. yeah just keep them coming I think the next couple of days hopefully you know we see some some change in the rhetoric being used by all the different parties then we uh, can I like back. your optimism, Terence. <laughs> Always, you have to be optimistic. This, this yeah. is about oh, the future. Oh, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't do our rally speech for people to share this podcast. If you enjoy it, so yeah, if mm. you enjoyed this, just tell one person about it. Yeah, tell one person or more. Yeah, yeah, or share it on Insta stories or whatnot. But yeah, I mean, go to our subreddit. If you Google Yalabat sub uh, Reddit, you'll find it. You can look at the uh, link in the show notes. The conversations there are pretty cool, and it's so nice to see people post stuff on their own and get conversations going there. Mm-hmm. So thank you all for, for posting stuff. Yeah. So cool. uh yeah, just keep keep chugging on, keep sending us stuff and we promise to keep doing this until Sweet. election the day after election. Right? Maj- Majula Singapura. Yeah. Undala. Cool. Singapura. I don't know is that a right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Alright guys, thank you so much for listening. Adios.